0: Christopher, I just want you to know that I'm grateful that every time we have a guest on the show, you don't think I'm trying to replace you. I do think you are.
1: Stresses me out.
0: You need to stop worrying about that. But this is the This is something I wanted to say because today we're reviewing Barney's replacement.
1: I got to be honest, it it hit very close to home. I couldn't figure out why I was crying throughout the whole episode. But after you said that, it's become abundantly clear to me. I mean, knock, knock, <laughs> knocking on on attrition's door. I'm really sorry that you've got you've got such uh, such low self-esteem
0: about this. I think we're just adding to the talent on the show, not not um, trying to
1: replace the talent. on the you show. You have to bring up your last name, adding to the talent. Come oh, on. come on. Can, can I? It's, it,
0: it's, like, it's not fair that I have a last name where, you know, if I say the word talent, people think I'm talking about myself. I'm not.
1: You're right. Let's move forward accordingly
0: accordingly for Christopher accordingly. all right any thoughts on this show before we dig in
1: I think the Andy Griffith is a, a good uh, snapshot of bygone Americana a <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you know, particular
0: episode not the uh, not the show itself I think we've already established that.
1: It was good. You know, I like stiffs in the suits. Clear, you know, not enough Opie. I love seeing the naughty deputy lady throughout it, in the end of it. So I, I would say those are the like top line highlights of what I'm looking to dig into. But overall, I'm ready to discuss it. All right. Well, Emma. Emma's her name. Emma's her
0: name. Yes. Played by Cheerio Meredith. So let's dive in. We open with Andy looking over a wanted poster and he goes to put it on the bulletin board. And Barney gets territorial because the bulletin board is his responsibility.
1: The bulletin turn- board's a mess.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, it, and it's clear Barney has not been um, doing a good job maintaining the board. They've got people who have been captured um, that here that are still have their wanted posters on the board. It's it's a, it's it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a disorganized
1: mess. You know, I had a, a, a teacher in high school that didn't show up to class once, and we were there with the vice principal, and we, he had a very, very orderly bulletin board, and we just moved all of the pieces just a little bit to the side. And it, it, I got to be honest, it hurt our relationship. I'm sorry that happened. I
0: mean, that's uh, you, you, you don't mess with a person's bulletin board. <laughs> I will tell you this, though, you know, there's the say, you're, you're, there's the statement, it's usually not the word you could screw up a cup of coffee, they usually insert another four-letter word in place of screw, uh, in place of, in place of the initial word of screw up, but it's um, I think you can now say, you could screw
1: up a bulletin board. You absolutely could, but I also am going to fully push back on, I've had a lot of trash coffee.
0: I've had a lot of trash coffee, but, I've, but the... The, the notion of making, of putting some sort of coffee grinds into a into the setup, into and, and, and having and filtering water through it and making a cup of coffee, whether it's good or bad or just plain old delicious, is something that can ha- happen. If you can't do that basic thing, then you are considered
1: to be a disaster. I get that. I mean, it's gravity at work. It's yeah. Focused gravity. Yes. That's in my coffee company. So.
0: The argument, it's not a bad name for a, car, a coffee company, I'll have to admit. I just, um, maybe whether. we'll
1: sponsor the podcast.
0: Yeah, maybe they will. Maybe they will. Let's, we could just start making up fake companies to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> so Barney's getting upset. He, he's, you know, he's, he's he won't take the poster of the guy who was caught off there until he gets official notification. There's a huge back and forth this seems to be improvised. And one of the things they would do is Andy, Andy Griffith and Don Knotts had such a great rapport and such great chemistry on set is they just come up with little skits if they needed to fill two minutes. And this feels like they're just, it's funny, but it feels kind of like they're pulling, filling time.
1: I think so too. I mean, but it it, it is a nice little rapport going back and forth. I I enjoyed it. It's a good lighthearted way to start it. And And kick off kind of well they're also kicking off the dynamic for the for the episode right of of their friendship kind of being key and having that that loose banter I think does set up for the later narrative
0: I think so I think so so Barney gets upset storms out as Opie comes in and Opie is it's clear that Barney's upset but Andy just blows it off definitely
1: I got nothing there
0: Got nothing there. Well, we go to Andy and Barney driving through town, and Andy asks Barney to fix a stop sign. Barney says he's waiting for an official order. It's clear he's, you know, Barney's doing things a little too, He's just being difficult. And then he says he feels like Andy's picking on him. Barney's being a little
1: ridiculous. Yeah, He's he's taking no real authority over his position, which is like what he's so good at. He's a by-the-book guy, but he's waiting until he gets the official thing. It's a little bit outside of character, but also meeting him being by the book. I don't really know how to reconcile this. Where do you find that that butter, Aaron?
0: I mean, I, I think Barney right now is striking me as that difficult employee who feels that difficult coworker that has to have a hand in everything and, ha- and is very almost has their little fiefdom of things they manage and won't give up won't give it won't give any ground but, but is kind of unapologetic about slowing up the process or not doing it efficiently
1: totally i feel like you're thinking of someone directly let's say their name on three one two three aaron <laughs> I think play the game. I'm not playing the game. I think the
0: thing you're you're I think you've experienced that too. I think we've all experienced that. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So they go back to the jail and there they meet Bob Rogers, who is from the state attorney general's office. And turns out he's been assigned to intern with the Sheriff's Department.
1: This is a pretty good program. Does this actually happen?
0: Not to my knowledge. I think it should. I mean. And apparently Barney has never looked up the word intern, which means they're only here for a finite period of time. It doesn't mean they're, they're, going, they're coming in to force somebody
1: out. I would have liked them to do kind of maybe in the epilogue, a, a spinoff of, kind of you know, really early in season one, there's the scene where they like read all of the laws in, in North Carolina in like a two minute drive. I would have liked them to kind of have a little session where they're teaching the, the attorney general something.
0: Yeah. Well, they, yeah. And they just didn't. I mean, that was, it, it was a little, um, it was a little, the whole thing is it's a good program, but it's also just, I feel like Barney, Barney goes, Barney melts down on this pretty fast,
1: but he's not, he's not the best at his job. He's he, he, there is a direct apples to apples comparison and he suddenly feels insecure in his, in his area of expertise. No one likes the way that feels. As he should, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bob Rogers is played by Mark Miller, who is best known for the show. Please don't eat the daisies. I've never seen this show, but it was what, on is, for, it? what is it? it
1: called? Called please, please don't, don't
0: the... please don't eat the daisies. It was on for a couple of seasons in the 60s. It was about this odd suburban family.
1: I first thought you said, please don't eat the Betsy's and like oh. the Betsy's were a family and it's like trying to go against your cannibalistic instincts. I mean, that that's just I don't think
0: that would have made it onto the big three networks um, today. Now, you, you probably could find that on Hulu now or, or some or someplace or like a show like that. But you back then you would not.
1: Yeah. Not since the new TNN. I don't think that good that good of content's been live. Yeah you mean spike tv it was the called the new t i'm glad you knew the reference the new it was the new tnn for like eight months before spike tv took over yeah I, mean, I think was, they only played slam ball and, and wrestling that
0: was and rat. they had a lot of wrestling <laughs> now didn't they didn't they do the shows the worst ways awful ways to die it was people just telling stories about way,
1: ter- terrible ways people died oh i don't
0: know
1: <laughs> i did not see that yeah did not see that. they also had most extreme elimination challenge
0: hmm. yeah i remember and i remember but i remember wrestling that was like it, it just found a. I i think the wwe found a home on the new tnn and then spike tv <laughs> what a good tangent yeah mark miller is also a writer he's 96 years old um and still alive he also he wrote, but he's he also a writer. He co-wrote a Walk in the Clouds with Keanu Reeves.
1: I haven't seen that, but it sounds awful.
0: It was okay. I mean, it was it came out in the nineties. It was it was uh, it did you know had a short had a you know had a it was an interesting romance romance movie that was set during I think it was set during World War II. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Hmm. All right. So we go to Barney Venning to Thelma Lou. Saying Mayberry is not a two-deputy town, um, and then Barney is like, "Well, this guy needs help, and I'm not going to help him." And we go in, and the new deputy has already fixed the bulletin board. He doesn't need Barney's help. So next, Barney tries to mansplain to him about the patrol car. He accidentally breaks the siren, causing it to keep running, and a and a whole crowd comes
1: around. I love this. Did, do you actually think the siren is under the hood?
0: No, but what he did was he adjusted. He he basically shorted out the
1: oh okay.
0: To, to stop the car from or shorted out the battery to stop the car from running.
1: Got it. Okay, cool, cool.
0: And the new deputy figures out how to fix it by doing um, running basically a Do you think
1: maybe he did a little uh, a little stint with a mechanic shop and that's why he knew how to fix a car?
0: So they, sent him, they sent the state the state attorney general sent him to intern with the mechanics? Yeah, it's just like a work study thing. I don't know. I think he just he, I think he's very studious and reads and reads all the manuals. And I think that's how he how he figured out how to do that.
1: Nerd.
0: Yeah. So Barney's embarrassed. He runs the runs the crowd off. Later, the later, the new deputy, Bob, has created a statistical chart on crime in the area. Says there will be domestic a domestic violence case in the next month. And they're all like, oh. I don't think that's going to happen. And Barney starts belittling the idea and they get a call and it turns out a guy has given his wife what for. And, you know, I've always said the show really, I've always thought the show actually was, was definitely forward
1: thinking in certain areas, not in the area of domestic violence. No, no, they celebrate it in a way that's not great. Um, my thinking of this is, do you think this was the first incident of like data based crime tracking? projection like it's almost a little minority report pre-crime does he have precogs
0: i mean he's he's uh i don't think so i mean and i don't think um i don't think philip k dick watched this episode and was like you know what i'm gonna write minority report
1: i think he could have and then you know picture it and, like tom cruise runs through and like stops that old couple that just throws plates at each other like right before they're about to
0: I don't think that's happening, but I appreciate I appreciate you tying in minority report with this with this um, with it with this with the show. I mean, I think basically the '60s was an era when people started really leaning more on stats and computers, and sounds sounds like Bob, Bob Bob's one of those folks who was doing that.
1: Yeah, now, what you know, a revolutionary! Oh yeah.
0: Now, what is interesting is that Andy sends Bob to handle this domestic violence, which. I don't think you send an intern who's been on the job for a couple of days to manage a domestic violence case.
1: That's just me. Yeah, I also don't think. I mean, you mentioned that Barney doesn't know what an intern is. I don't think any of these people know what an intern is. Like you don't intern in a place if you're like deputy attorney general. You're like at best, like at least you're job shadowing. Maybe, it's a maybe. trading trading places type situation.
0: Now that would have been funny. They send Barney to the attorney general's office. That'll be
1: fantastic.
0: It would have, but that would have made for great, great TV. And at the end of the episode, they decide they don't, they decide they they decide neither Barney's like so excited about going to work at the attorney general's office, and he's a total fish out of water. And this guy's not having a good time being deputy, and they're all happy to have everybody back. That yeah, would have worked. And they hook and they hug. and they do something, but instead. <laughs> We go back to Thelma Luz, and Barney decides to resign, and we cut to commercial. All right, well,
1: do you think you you could fire a friend? Assuming it's not me.
0: I mean, (laughs) depends on the friend. Some
1: friends would be fun to fire.
0: It depends on the friend. It depends on the friend. It depends on the job. It depends on what they were doing. I mean, I typically have never really been in a situation where I've managed somebody where I had to be, where I just did not, they just, they did a terrible job. So it's been, I've been fortunate in that regard.
1: So, but you're saying, though, like if you were managing a friend and like that friend killed somebody in the office, you think you, you you wouldn't be able to fire them or you would?
0: I don't think I'd have to. I think I think I think HR and law enforcement would have come in and, and taken care of that. for what me. shirking of responsibility. <laughs> yeah, right? Sorry. I don't I don't, I don't I think H- about you there. I don't think HR I don't think HR would be saying. Let's, uh, Aaron, we need you to sit down and, and have this hard conversation. Here's some talking points to, to, <laughs> to, to help you.
1: We say so we don't get sued by the murder. So we don't
0: get sued. I mean, I think, uh, I assume if you do something like that in the office. I think that you as you're getting arrested, I think the, uh, you're being walked out in handcuffs. I think you could just go, by the way, you're fired. And I think that, and you just work that out.
1: For sure, I gotta be honest too. I was saying I want to fire my friend Avon, and he just texted me a minute ago out of the blue. So I think he's listening. I'm in deep trouble now. Well, let's hope, let's hope. But
0: so does, does Avon work
1: with you? No, he's just a dumb kid I, I've known. <laughs> that you that you
0: can't fire, but you, <laughs> you know, you could just stop being his friend.
1: Well, I really like his family, so I'm okay. in it for that. All right.
0: Well, to each his own. We come back, and Barney's in the process of quitting. He leaves, and Andy asks him what he's going to do, and Barney says he's going to take a crack at industry. In the next scene... There's room at the top. (laughs) There is, that's what he said. He said, in the next scene, Barney is selling vacuums, and he just looks hilarious, walking around in his salt-and-pepper suit, carrying a big old vacuum cleaner.
1: This made a lot of sense. So remember the auric vacuum of the 90s, That like the advertisement was you could lift it up with a single finger? Yeah. I feel like that was... Completely like that, that message was put forward by traveling salespeople who were like, I can't be carrying this thing around, but now this one I can haul around with one finger. Well, vacuums I think- are heavy. We have vacuums from that era in my family, and they're so heavy.
0: Well, I think the thing about the traveling salesman is you, like part of the shtick was walking up and just being exhausted carrying the vacuum cleaner that the person at the door would, you know, want to. One of it would be like, oh, you know, oh, you, you, you poor thing, and that would almost be like a
1: way to. Oh, get Oh, same thing for textbooks. Yeah,
0: yeah, and encyclopedias.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So, in the so he goes to Clara Edwards to try to sell her one. She thinks it's a big joke, and and says she's got to get back to work.
1: This was Gracie. This was a real character. Yeah, I thought this was a, this was delightful.
0: Yeah, that Emma's. She asks where his uniform is, and says he looked good in his uniform, even if he did arrest her for jaywalking. I think she's being flirty with him.
1: Oh, I think she's definitely being flirty with him. And then they have the whole not a deputy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And she did. She learn she's not a deputy anymore. She's no longer. She he's he's, he's not he's not the same man in
1: her eyes. What a tough wake up call. Once you yeah. take off that badge. You're just Barney Five. You're not deputy. No, no.
0: Uh, so he, he in town. He runs into Andy, and he puts on a big to do. Andy asks him a couple of Andy asks him a couple of times to come back to the force.
1: This was weird. Okay, so I like you know he he's looking through the book, and then and Andy, you know, and then they cut to Andy, and then typically the pacing is pretty good, right? So like Barney speaks, Andy speaks, Barney speaks, Andy speaks. This time they go. And then it's like they forgot to cut out a second where Andy is for remembering his line. You just see him, and then he gets concerned and he says, "Please come back."
0: I mean, this episode, I think, is just okay. Barney's acting silly. The whole thing kind of a lot of this rings hollow to me.
1: Oh, really? I mean, I, I it puts Barney in a bunch of different scenarios that I like. So it's kind of like him as a salesman. I really enjoy. It. I like him. You know, you get to see a good bit about his relationship with Thumbleo. You know, he's holding the yarn. You, you just see him in different contexts. That if you're a Barney fan, I feel like it it holds up. I think it holds up
0: in certain ways. I just think the, the plot is kind of even for an Andy Gray episode of a of a sitcom, is kind of silly.
1: So what you're telling me is that you don't buy it. I don't buy it. He doesn't buy it. No. I mean,
0: all he has to say is. Barney, we're teaching this guy how to we're teaching this guy about law enforcement. He's going to do some things. We'll go back to where we were. He's going to be gone in a month, if, if not sooner. Let's not worry about it. Instead, Andy's saying he's going to Andy's saying things like he's going to be that guy will make a fine lawman and and sending him to deal with domestic violence cases. And then he's stunned when Barney quits. This isn't the first time Barney has threatened to resign. I mean, Barney threatens to resign all the time. But it's been a couple
1: weeks. He hasn't done it in like half a season.
0: That's fair, and you know you factor in the, the summer um, of the off season, so that's true. But it just yeah. it was just, it was just a little strange. So this scene, it's kind of I'm just kind of like as as we get to this point, I'm like this is just silly anyway. But he walks away. He's carrying his vacuum cleaner. And he looks pretty pitiful.
1: He does. You know, he's a, he's broken. He's got. He's got a lot of cleanup to do. The metaphor yeah. of him holding the vacuum, really powerful. Andy goes
0: to Thelma Luz, <laughs> and uh, Andy goes to Thelma loose and learns the whole story. He ends up just trying to figure out what he's going to do because he knows he has to get Barney back on the force, but he has to do it in a way where Barney feels empowered. Right now, his pride is just so wounded, and. Cut to the next scene. Barney comes up and says he saw Barney. He prefers to him as Fife, um, but he says he saw Barney and asked if he had a license to sell door to door because of the Green River Ordinance. That's actually a real law that cities and towns pass that oh, really? prohibits door to door solicitation. It's named after Green River, Wyoming, which was the first city to enact it. I looked that up. I don't just sit around knowing you don't just random know that? ordinances. No, no, but it's uh, yeah, I looked it up. Um, the light bulb goes off in Andy's head and he tells Bob, Bob to go arrest Barney.
1: Bob kind of comes in. Which, which, is, which is also a level of help for Barney.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What Bob, a, what a, what a shift, you know? Yeah. Be arrested by your intern.
0: Yeah. Oh Yeah. Barney comes in manhandling Barney. I mean, Bob comes in manhandling Barney. It's kind of rough. I mean, he's got him like by the arm. It's just a little ridiculous. You almost wonder if Bob's in on the joke and it, you can't really tell. Well,
1: it's kind of a physical manifestation of how he does approach the law. He's He is a you do wrong, I do you wrong kind of guy, it seems. Yeah. I, do, I came up with that whole. He, <laughs> he's he's going to rough him up because he thinks he, he broke the law. It's not the right way to do it, but I think it fits in the character that they've built. Yeah.
0: Well, it throws Barney in the jail cell. And then he starts complaining to Andy about the lack of crime. I mean, it just feels like you almost think Bob and Andy had a conversation and said, here's what we're going to do to get my deputy back on the force. But it's, that's not the case at all. Bar- Bob just starts complaining about the lack of crime. And Barney says Bob doesn't understand people and that he's rejoining the, rejoining the force Andy hands him his uniform. Barney walks off to get to, to get back into his uniform. Both Bob and Andy are amused. And Bob realizes Barney has a point. The ironic thing on all of this is that Bob is really just a more efficient version of Barney on how he on I'm sticking oh, to technicalities sure. and regulations.
1: For sure. Absolutely. And I think you know the other kind of missed opportunity: what if they were to, you know, try to hand Barney I'm trying to figure this out as I go. They try to hand him his like state issued stripes or orange if they had moved on to that, but then right when he goes to reach for it, they drop it and then hand him his uniform and then they can all laugh together. I mean, I think
0: this, I think that's part of the reason the show, I don't know if that was a missed opportunity, but I think part of the reason (laughs) the show kind of this episode kind of frustrates me is that I feel like it's a lot episode with a lot of misfires and missed opportunities.
1: Okay. All right.
0: In the epilogue, Bob is leaving and Barney is writing him a ticket for, 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 uh, for, par- for writing him a parking ticket. Uh, Barney then laughs and says he's just teaching him a lesson to not get too technical with people.
1: That fife. This program is the governor's outreach to try to get you know better relationships with the, local, with the local police forces around. Do you think coming out of this, the Mayberry Sheriff's Department and the Attorney General Office have, uh, have good relationships? A better relationship? Stronger working? Respectful? Or is it splintered? Because of Bob Rogers? Yeah, because of Bob and Barney, right? This is, they went through a lot.
0: Honestly, I think Bob came, Bob probably went back and said, that is one inefficient sheriff's department, but they know their people.
1: And then he showed them the data.
0: He showed them the data.
1: You know, it's half art, it's half science. You can't go into one, you know, Aaron, just like I've always said.
0: That's that's you you say that I've heard you say this. This is the first time I've heard you say say this, I think. But I got I'll give it to you that you always say it. You just never said it around me. Thank you. So Bob leaves and Barney struts off in a very unique shot that ends the show.
1: Well wait, what's the shot? I, feel like I missed that. Maybe I closed it. Wait, what's the unique shot?
0: from it's, it's
1: it's it's on the ground um it's basically
0: a, a on the ground where it's like barney's walking and he's like almost he's it's like a below below shot on the ground and barney just walks into it with the indie in the background so oh. it's, uh, he looks oh, yeah. almost larger than life as he walks um as he walk as he walks away
1: at the end oh yeah i definitely closed it before that i'm gonna have to tune in again and see that a little you know, post epilogue I... Of the shot.
0: Thing, part of the thing about doing a rewatch podcast is to watch the whole thing. I mean, that's the that's <laughs> really the, the big thing you need to do. Oh, interesting. Even the end, even the end, even the very end of the show. You don't just turn it <laughs> off. What, what, what did you have? Something you were like, oh gosh, thirty yeah, seconds. I had, come, I had to come record this. I watched it right before. Thirty.
1: I've oh got, I've got thirty <laughs> seconds, and I, uh,
0: you know, that I can't spare.
1: It really was like that. I looked, and it was like I had fourteen minutes left, and I had fourteen minutes to record. I was like, perfect. We're good to go. This is gonna be fresh in my head. All
0: right. Well, even though you've you know, even though you haven't seen this episode in its entirety, how many whistles would you give it?
1: I'd give it six. I would have given it more, but you kind of talked me out of it throughout.
0: Yeah, I think I'd give it I think I might give it five.
1: You seem you seem pretty pretty negative on it.
0: I don't mean to sound negative on it. It's just, you know, I hold these these some of these episodes. This is a black and white episode that, you know, a lot of them are gold, but this was just an this was just okay.
1: Good plan color there. Black and white and gold. Yeah, Really nicely done. Visually appealing.
0: Thank you. That's what I shoot for.
1: Any final thoughts? No, this is good. I promise I'll, I'll we'll start the next episode. and I'll tell you what I think of that final shot.
0: Okay, please do. Please do. And then <laughs> in the meantime, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Loaded Goat Pod. And if you have any questions or comments for us, go to theloadedgoat.net and submit a question. Next up, we have Andy and the woman speeder. And until then, Christopher, don't go door-to-door selling vacu- vacuums. It's against the law, and you'll look stupid.
1: No, were you trying to do a chasing waterfalls?
0: No, I was just, I know deep down you want to sell <laughs> vacuums door-to-door.